All right. Welcome to Above the Fog. It is, what is it? It is February 27th, 2023. It's 9.15 p.m. Uh, thank you to John for the intro music. I should give him some credit there. It's a cool little bass lick he uh, came up with about a year ago. Oh, is that um, the, one of the ones I sent you? Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, we got Max here and uh, John, uh, Max Cam and John Bertan and myself, Andy Crone. We're going to talk about the Way Too Cool 50K, which is in one, actually less than a week. It is on Saturday, the 4th of March. And we have Muck, which is the Marin Ultra Challenge, is that? Yep. Uh, on March 11th. So we're going to we're going to start with the muck uh, because I want to, um, well, no, let's just start with way too cool. And we'll go to the muck. We'll do it in, in um, chronological order. So um, I'll, I'll start. Let's see. I, uh, I did a training peaks plan and I've been about 80% in compliance. And uh, the last two weeks I've sort of, really screwed up the training plan i got sick that wasn't part of the plan uh and i'm also running more than i should because i felt like running and uh, i haven't bought my new shoes yet but that should probably be the day before the race um i'm a little worried about the uh the weather we have like this insane uh cold system uh, I think it's coming from the south, actually, but it's a really cold weather system, and it's just going to pound. It's pounding us right now, and uh, I think it's going to be rainy and possibly snowy. Uh, race starts 8 a.m. Um, John, what are you? What are your plans for for like what what to wear like on Saturday? I I run cold i i don't like dealing with cold so i i bundle up and i can have many layers on and be very comfortable just shedding them if i get too hot and just putting them in a pack or tying them around myself rather than starting out cold and just feeling miserable because i'm cold so i'm gonna have a lot of layers on for saturday i'll have tights i'll have probably some kind of I'll have a turtleneck base layer, and then I'll have some kind of insulated layer and a rain shell. A turtleneck base layer? Oh, my god. Yeah, gosh. these Nike technical turtlenecks. I mean, they're pretty thin. So they're tights? Made, are your tights it's removable? It's like tights. Uh, like, no, like my tights are, They're not removable. I can roll them up, but I can... I've run through... Let's just say I've run in 95-degree weather with my tights, and I just rolled them up, and I'm fine. Uh some with with the tights it's it just kind of takes the edge off especially if it's like a cold rain um or splash it just again do for me i just know myself i'd rather be hot and thinking wow i'm kind of warm in this rather than thinking i'm really cold i wish i had more layers but i don't have them so, so I, yeah go ahead next Actually, me and Andy were talking about this before you logged on, and 
there's kind of a double-edged sword with that. Like, if you can't shed enough heat with your sweat and you have a lot of layers on, you probably end up making yourself colder with your own sweat and with the added bonus of rain on the outside and the cold. Like, how do you deal with that? Well, part of that is being smart with the types of fabrics you're using. So, again... Hence that, like that turtleneck base layer is a synthetic wicking fabric. It's pretty thin. Um, if I have another layer on the outside of that, that also is wicking. It just kind of draws the moisture out. Um, but part of that is making sure that, yeah, if I'm getting too hot and I don't want to make sure I'm just carrying around all this moisture that's going to get colder, uh, I'll, I'm going to have a pack. So I'll shed the layer and I'll I'll put it in my pack. Um, again, I just rather I'd rather carry the options with me than not have the options. Because I figure like if I'm getting too hot and realizing I'm generating enough heat to stay warm, I can shed a layer and just stuff it in the the pack. But I cannot make one appear that I didn't bring with me. So there's no drop uh, area like halfway like. Uh, John, give us a little uh, run th- through on the course. Like, is there any place to drop stuff or pick stuff up? I actually don't think there are drop bags at all. I should go to the website and see. I've never actually used a drop bag in this course. I approach this course like I don't even need to bring. I don't even need to bring food or even water because there's enough aid stations. Like the the. So longest... You don't run with water. Well. Sometimes I think I've run this once without carrying any water because I was like, oh, there's aid stations. Um, I think the the longest stretch between aid stations was is probably like the first stretch. And I'm just like, that's I'll make it seven miles in the 50K. Um, and then uh, because it's, it's not a hundred mile race. Um, they have everything you need at the aid stations. So it's not like uh, you have to make sure you're you're carrying all your nutrition with you and stuff like that it's all there um it's also knowing myself unless it's like crazy super hot and there's a lot of sun i don't get that thirsty i know my water needs and i know it's not going to be crazy super hot and uh there won't be a lot of sun happening on saturday so i'll uh i'll pack and carry accordingly um i've run this race and all kinds of weather i've run this race when the finish is getting close to 80 degrees and i've run this race when it's been cold freezing rain the whole time so it can be anything out there and it looks like we're going to get the the cold freezing rain version this coming saturday uh yeah there might be there might be drop bags allowed i again i never really use the drop bags so but um it wouldn't read... surprise me if there wasn't any allowed because it's only 50k. And I don't mean like that to minimize the the race. Like it's a 50k, uh, and there's there's a lot of aid. So well, that's good. There's a lot of I did see. Yeah, well, eight. Where are the aid stations? Where is that course info? Elevation. Yeah. Do, you, do you see it? Yeah, so if you look at the aid station pace chart page, it shows you all the aid stations, and yeah, there's no 
basically no drop bags on the course. Yeah. You do get one at the start and finish. That doesn't help you. No. That's uh right, here we go. Yeah, they're right there. So that's mile eight. Well, yeah, yeah. The, mile eight is the race start. So you're going to do this southern loop of the course. And you kind of go downhill and then kind of wander back uphill and then meander sort of rolling. There will be some stream crossings. Uh, some years, like there is a big stream crossing right before you get back to the finish area. And it's always, I felt just, there, there's no avoiding it, just just go for it. Um, and then you get right back to that start finish area. So that's the first eight miles. And I always felt like that's kind of just a warm up for the race. And then the actual race course starts to kick in because uh, then you're going back towards more of the um, the Western States course. So mm. that's the the goal is to run a lot of this on the, the actual Western States course. I see. Yeah, it's like every six to seven miles, there's a aid station. Is that about right? Yeah, so the mile 20, I think it's like 21, 22 aid station, Auburn Lakes Trails, that is the mile 85 aid station for Western States. Uh, is that A2? Uh, or... I'm trying to look at, I got, I'm pulling, trying to pull up a bunch of links and see that map that you have uploaded. Yeah. Auburn Lakes Trails, 20.5, A3. A3. Ah, there it is. Yeah. So at that point, like that is part of the, the Western States Trail. Um, and then you, the course will deviate to get you up to this place called Goat Hill which is approximately the marathon mark of the race. It's a short, steep climb to get up to it. And after that, it's kind of the home stretch. It's still kind of rolling. Uh, you have eh, some shorter, steeper stuff um, in those last five miles. And then you cross Highway 49. Um, and then it's basically a mile to go from there. The first half mile is coming up this uh, steep waterfall-ish kind of trail. Uh, yeah, there's that last little <laughs> hill right there. And I'm looking at that you're pointing at you in the elevation profile. And then the last half mile is just kind of, you, you crest this hill that you actually see when you're going out. So that's when the course kind of loops back down to that place where you see the finish and everything. So it's, it's it's a no pun intended it's a cool course because there's a lot of variety you have some of these very single tracky up and down and steep things and then you have parts of the course that are like flat pretty smooth fire road almost like um you know barely a trail race and um, if you look at the the course elevation profile like the from the start to about mile nine is pretty rolling and then you have this big descent which brings you down from just before mile nine down to to mile 10 and you're going to drop almost a thousand feet so it's a it's a big drop and then you're following the the american river canyon and uh, there's a few little rollers in it but from mile 10 to 16 ish it's pretty 
it's pretty runnable. It's like a fire road 10k that you get from in that middle part of the course. And if you're feeling really good, you can actually use that to your advantage and use that to tick off some miles pretty quickly. And it can be a boost if you can get through that feeling pretty good before you begin the climb back up to the trails. Because once you start climbing back up to the, the, the rolling single track trails, you're past the halfway point. So it's a, that, that middle part is a good place to, to get ready for the, I guess what I call the last half marathon. So looking at the, the profile and it does look pretty even, there's a dip down at, like you said, nine and 10. Uh, comes back up around mile 17. Yep. And then you're rolling until like the merit, like 25. And yep. then there's a hill, a little hill. Oh, it's it's uh, a uh, pretty big hill. Pretty good hill. It's, uh, that looks pretty big. Climb. And then it, and then you're pretty much. So, so the question is, if you were to cut it in two, would your splits be about? equal or is there a significant difference like like what's the best way to look at your time over that course i'm Problem. gonna look for like i've run this race 10 times and i want to see how even my splits were <clears throat> yeah um, let's pull up your strava i'm gonna go to my pr in 2014 so i ran 409 something Nice. That's that's cooking. And at the first half, oh, I still positive split. <clears throat> I ran a one fifty three. That's then, that's fast <laughs> for the first half of the race. So under under two hours for that uh, first fifteen and a half miles. Man, what did I do the first half marathon and then? Um, to put in context, so my first mile for that race that year was a 627. <laughs> Is that a my mistake, last, or do you think my that's mile a, 30 was a 9:56? But that is you got an uphill. My last 0.2 miles was a 6:14. So per mile in two miles, you're running 6:14 splits. 6:14 pace for the last quarter mile, which probably I was hitting. Oh, that for the forward. quarter mile, I, I thought you but said for the last I two miles. That was no, no, like... no, no, no. Okay. I went out. I think I went out too fast, and I leveled it back to 7:30 pace, and kind of stayed between there and eight-minute pace. But on that middle part, I dropped it down on the downhill from mile nine to. Mile so let's 11. talk about because I'm a I'm a I'm a way too cool oh, virgin. Man. So would you on mile that. one? Actually, I'll ask Max the first time. Max, what would you do at the first mile? Would you just take it nice and easy? Like if if my overall pace should be like eight thirties, eight fifteens, hopefully, right? Then what would be my first mile? Um. And I'm Ide- trying to be conservative. Ideally speaking, if you were going to be conservative, it'd probably be around 8:30. Realistically speaking, everyone's going to go out super fast because that first <laughs> mile is downhill. So you might yeah. end up catching yourself doing like a 6:40. Okay. Yeah, it's like Mike Tyson says: everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, and that first downhill mile is going to be like 
I know it's it's going to be really hard not to go fast. Yeah, because everyone's trying to get to the single all at the same time, and you're running down this wide, well, not really wide, but like this road. So, Max makes a really good point. When you start yeah. that race, the first mile is all on downhill road. So it's the smoothest it, oh. and gentlest downhill you will get for the whole course. So you might run that first mile at a certain pace, but then your second mile might be the exact same effort, but you're doing different stuff because you're dodging around people, you're crossing streams, it becomes a, a pretty windy single track as it continues to descend. That's Well, that's like quad is you get really bottlenecked and like at least for the first two dips, like the first dipsy and a half, you're you're so bottlenecked. Even though you still feel great, you could not run great because you're behind a bunch of people. I'm trying to see if I. But I don't. Run. But I haven't done way too cool. So, like so how hard is it to pass people? Like, uh, say say you're like, you go out nice and slow. You do an eight minute first mile, and. Uh, is it is it like how is it forest really narrow like how difficult is it to it's it's not too bad no. okay it's it's pretty it's it's not like you're really on the side of a big cliff any of the times and it's <laughs> like you got to go super single file um and it's it's like most ultras people are super respectful so if you're coming up behind people and you are you know you're clearly running faster than that person you just say you know gonna pass and they'll they'll go sure and and then you can yeah you, you can get your way around sounds like a really fast race like gosh it can be insanely fast i think the record is still like close to three hours what (laughs) so they're they're moving this isn't huh i i yeah it's deceiving because there is a lot of elevation on there um my it is i think the year i read my pr was the year uh former world beer mile record holder max king um won the race and got the course record that year in like 302 and if I remember correctly, he ran the last five miles from Goat Hill to the finish in under 30 minutes. <laughs> so on trails. Yeah, no, it's it, it it it's a fast course. And I think it's a it's a very runnable course, which is what contributes to that. Like it's single track trail. It's the Western States course, but it's super it's super runnable. It's it's not like you're going up anything with the exception of Goat Hill where you're like, oh, I want some trekking poles or I need serious traction or anything like that. It's it's still. What mile is that? Is that at 25? Is that that? 25 to 26. Okay. Is that like uh, Andy Barry type steepness? It's about a 500 Uh, feet in a mile ish. I think okay. is the yeah. general grade. It's half a mile, but you get 
about yeah 400 feet there's there's a segment for it i assume some parts of it feel like it but it's it's a lot it's not as steep as andy berry and no. speaking of tr- with the rain that's coming that'll throw another element into a course so you might not be able to go as fast because some of the course might be super sloppy especially goat hill and maybe the last mile or so yeah like that really sloppy so, so um so john what's your your lead up look like for this are you uh what's your weekly mileage look been or i don't know <laughs> i got myself let's see my last four weeks have been going in order of last week i think 35 50 40 40 going backwards but i'm also recovering from injury so i was i rolled my ankle just over two weeks two two months ago really really badly um and so i took some time off and i didn't even run any trails at all for a month because i was scared of injuring it and so i was only doing roads in january and then came february 1st i allowed myself to go back to trails and then i think the real test of how it's all healed um the other thing i've been grappling with is a hamstring insertion point pole or that's where i feel it sort of where my glute meets my hamstring and that's been sort of a longer recovery road than my ankle but the last two days it's been snowing or friday a few days ago snowing here in the bay area so i went up and down tam friday and saturday just to go see the snow and so i was running down tam through snow uh down some of the steeper trails and i was i was okay so my ankle's all all better my ankle's ready to run in some muck because i was running on tam in in the snow in marine county um it's more running with the uh the speed that's where i feel it in my my glute and my hamstring but Mm. this is just like okay let's get through a 50k and keep my my training continuing on towards miwok and then possibly western states this year depending on what i choose and what the waitlist chooses yeah i'm like uh i think i'm ready to do well but i i haven't done that much trail all my long runs have been like flat what's your mileage man um up until two weeks ago i was doing like 40 50 a week um i had a but like my 50 i'd have like a 20 run in there like i was doing a i had a 20 i think i had a 22 did i have a 22 i had like a 22 a 20 so it was a it was a ramp up like I started at like 14 and like every week I was going up two miles to 22 and then I was coming back down like on my long run. So I was doing, I was doing the long run because what I found that was, I think incorrect in my training was I was always running, but I was never doing like a, a long run. And what so have you been yeah. doing for elevation, like what's your, elevation oh, I do Andy stones. Like each week? I do Andy stone on Monday and I try to do an Andy stone on Friday. So I did, try to do two andy stones a week um and that's my uh that's my elevation so that's going to get you you know uh a couple two couple thousand, thousand. A thousand yeah, yeah so it's like i get about three thousand because i also run up to loma alto sometimes so i do like three thousand thirty five hundred so a week i looking at that like 
you know, this is something I, I think about. I'm asking my own runners that I coach, the high school kids, because it's track season and I'm training kids for a mile and a two mile, I'm a distance coach. And my sister is actually, she's the, she's taken over the distance program over at Berkeley High because her sons are, uh, one's a sophomore, one's a junior there. And the junior is pretty fast on their track and cross country teams. He just ran a 430 mile and a 952 two mile. Uh, at a meet on Saturday and he hasn't really tossed in speed work into his training yet this is all for the most part on base running up in Tilden Park so there's hills but my sister is definitely a proponent of get 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 long runs and do speed when you need it but she's more of that that I'm assuming if you asked her she'd say she's more that 80 20 uh, mindset for distance versus speed but the other part is I think they're getting a lot of elevation and tabulating both or the, I look at the, the trifecta of distance you get each week, elevation you get each week and time on your feet because and the, the time on your feet one often gets ignored, but that matters too. So I'm looking at my elevation lead up January. My weekly elevation was pretty low, like looking at my weeks, 1,500, 2,200, 1,700. And then the last week of January got up to 5,000 feet for my total climbing. And then February, it hovered around 5,500. But then last week, even though my mileage went down last week to about 35, my, my total elevation for the week was almost 11,000 feet. Wow. So yeah, 11,000 feet, that's that even though the mileage went down and you think, okay, I scaled back on the mileage, that doesn't tell the whole story. And then time on feet, because I was going up the week before I did 50 miles, but I did only eight and a half hours of running versus I got 10 hours on my feet because I was just trekking up a single track snow climb. So that's a different story. And the thing about cool I've learned is that cool offers all of it. It's going to offer some flat, fast stuff. It's going to offer some downhill. And that's the part that I think people forget is you got to train that downhill too. And it's going to offer the uphill. So you, it's, it's a variety race. Yeah, I didn't do I'll enough run. elevation, clearly. So that was one of the things with the training log. I'm, I'm realizing this now is it didn't really tell me what to do elevation wise at all. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but I have Who a knows? couple. I mean, I, I've seen yeah. everybody going to cool with very different training and, you know, people can get the same results. I, I think training. I have the, the, the distance, uh, the long runs are good. So normally I would just run like, you know, my six or seven miles all the time and I never do long runs. So I don't know. I'm, uh, my, my, I'm not putting a lot on this race. I just want to do you know, feel good. I want to do an easy first half and then go hard second half. But it's a we'll fun see. race. It's a... yeah. I'm not. I don't have a time really. I mean, I'd like to be under five, but I don't really have a time in mind. So we'll see what happens. Um. So we should switch over to muck because muck. we're going to run out of time here. Yeah. Um. I got to go to bed earlier i'm I'm beat and and i've been sick you got a race (laughs) i got i got a nose full of sawdust right now 
Yeah, I have a. I've had a cough this last week, and like I've I have, I've still been doing everything. I need to take it easy. I'm still running. I'm still doing it, but what I should be doing is relaxing and not doing anything. But that's kind of hard. So, so Wait, Max, oh, recap. Go. Max, what did you ran Marine Ultra Challenges last year? The 15 mile, right? Yeah, I did. And what was your time and what was your place? We talked about this almost a year ago on this podcast. Pretty much, yeah. So what was last? I ran it in 828, and I was the first loser. So you, uh, so you were second, second place. place overall. Damn, that's Technical. incredible. That's I'll, awesome. Bill ended up in like the top five or ten. If those other guys is didn't. is Muck a, uh, a qualifier? Or is it like for Western or? Nope, it's only just, 50 just miles. Yeah, but it's tough because there's over 10,000 feet of vert that traverses through the headlands and like parts of parts of Mount Tam State Park, watershed, Muir Woods, all that stuff. Yeah, everything's so, still going to be really wet for you too. I mean, that's only are you a week doing the 50 us. again or the 50 mile again? Yeah, I'm doing the 50 mile again. So 10,550 feet of elevation gain. It's like all the uh, almost all the climbing of Miwok with not quite the distance, but it's very it's got very similar uh, profile and location. And this is going to start and finish at Rodeo Beach. Yep. So the first thing you do in this race is looks like you go up the coastal steps. You go up the coastal steps up to Wolf Ridge, Hill, what not, Hill 88, but not quite to Hill 88, but you go up Wolf Ridge, you come back down Miwok. Yep. And then you climb Julian to A to have the bridge behind you. And then eventually you make your way over Marincello down to Tennessee Valley. And then you head out towards Pirates Cove, down to Mirror Beach, and then up the Heather Cutoff to up Coastal to Cardiac. So Cardiac being the top of the Dipsy course, the nexus of so many races, like you place where so many races cross multiple times, like the aid station to end all aid stations up there for so many races. Yeah. That's so you're gonna cross that twice. You're gonna cross that. Um, it looks like you, you'll cross that. Let's see, mile let's 19. See. Yeah, so the, for those listening, this is all just north of the Golden Gate in the Marin Headlands, which is just northwest of the Golden Gate Bridge. And it'll bring you down to Stinson Beach, and you'll yep. go past it. Looks like the, the fire station, and you're gonna go up. Um, You'll go up, what's that steep trail? Willow Camp? Yep. We'll go through the neighborhood in Stinson Beach up the Willow Camp Fire, which is the fifth climb of the run and the highest climb. Yep, the steepest. And then make your way back on, what is that? Uh, Coastal. Yeah, Coastal to Matt Davis, back down to Cardiac. Then you get a taste of Muir Woods, going down Bootjack, and then climb back up out of Muir Woods, almost back up to Cardiac, but not quite. So 
will you hit any of the um like the mere woods like the popular part how close will you get to the paved path that goes through mere woods um not too close actually it's like as soon as you get down into the canyon there you already you cross a bridge and then you climb right back up so okay in terms of where the entrance is it's pretty far in at least for like most for what most people hike through they usually just stay in the canyon or the groves some of the other more seasoned hikers would go beyond that like yeah. onto jack or like up what's this one ben johnson which the course goes through like i've seen a few people come up that i'm, I'm thinking too this is reminding me of like the north face 50 mile course yeah and i'm assuming that inside trail they're getting some direction from all the different uh park and open space agencies they're working with but one of the early incarnations of the north face 50 miler and where we dropped down and we literally crossed the path like the main paved path of mere woods pretty close to like the the main entrance or where you would pay for a ticket there and everything and of course it's like a standard ultra it's a saturday and you're you have all these runners coming through and then going back up and everybody all the the hikers from in you know across the country across the world are going what the hell's going on <laughs> and it, it was um interesting crossing paths and sort of seeing the world collide there but i and sometimes trying to look at the map seeing if you are going that far down but it looks like inside trail was most likely counseled yep you can't go down in there <laughs> yeah that's you must so max is it like an even split race? Like, I mean, there's so much elevation. Like, it doesn't look like you could realistically come up with an even split, like with, with probably eight different really tough hills. Well, nine, actually. Nine? Yeah. 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 So after that, so that climb out of Muir Woods is your sixth one. And then you go back down Deer Park. And I'll get to your question eventually, but... You climb up DS Ridge, go back down towards Muir Beach once again. You climb up uh, the Middle Green Gulch Trail past the Zen Center. That's just um, eighth climb back to Tennessee Valley. And then your last and final one is up Old Springs and back over Wolf Ridge. Oh, my Rip. gosh. So <laughs> in all the years that I've raced this race, I've never try to even like cut this in half like, it's just impossible yeah, it's, it's crazy looking at, looking at it it yeah. looks like it doesn't even look like a saw blade it looks like a really crazy saw blade like <laughs> i mean because it's the, just so jagged on the elevation like i can like an arrhythmia <laughs> yeah yeah it does sure <laughs> But like, I think the only way I can split this race up is like the first 36 miles and then the last 14, because that those first 36 covers probably yeah. You're six back hours. to where are you back to? You're back to Tennessee Valley at that point. Uh, no. my, mile 36, probably somewhere on DS Ridge. Okay. Hopefully. Trying to see where it's bringing me on the map, because I got the map up here. 
Yeah, I have my Strava thing up. So like mile, at least from my watch, mile 35 was the Deer Park 8 station, which is mile 35 at the base of Deer Park Fire Road and right before the Miwok climb up to Diaz Ridge. So that's kind of where I gauge my performance. Oh no, mile 35, you're crossing the... Um... Crossing the, the road, road just outside of Mere Woods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see that. Wow. Is there a way to s- search titles? I'm I'm on Max's Strava here. Can you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I was I was trying to find your muck from. Oh, let's see. The um. See that uh, mark? Calendar. You can go all the way to the left and click from last year. Should be there. Oh yeah, there we go. So. This would just be March here. One. Is that is that too far back? How, what year is that? Yeah, 2022. This was March 6th. So probably the following week because way too cool. There we go. So 12. There it is. Found it. Wow. 10,600 feet. 50 give or take <laughs> depending on what your watch says 48.3 miles but yeah it's not right it's, it's probably I'm looking 50. at their 50k their 50k has about 2,000 feet more of elevation gain than way too cool so your That's relative it. effort was only 205 for a 48 mile I don't wow. know what. That's yeah. It's relative to uh, things, other things that you do um, for that exertion. So it's like if you run a 50 miler every day, then your relative effort would be like really low. But like I'm, I'm surprised how low that is. It means you do a lot of long stuff. So like when I do a marathon, I'm at like 300. Wow. This is a. Uh, so let's check out Max's heart rate. <laughs> uh, don't compare mine. What what's what is your heart rate when you race, Max? I'm like, well, it de- depends on if I've had coffee for the day. <laughs> Have you had a caffeinated goo in the last couple miles? Right. Do you notice a uh, a heart rate spike with caffeine? Um, actually, it, it's either that or the tomato juice that I drink before the race. That's probably what. Tomato what's... juice? Yeah. <laughs> sodium. Oh, sodium potassium. Oh, really? Tomato juice? Hmm. I've heard of pickle juice, not tomato juice. Well, in terms of an effect on heart rate? Uh, I mean, it's a big spike in the salts. So, yeah. I always feel like it. I get more jittery after chugging one of those. So, so Max, do you on this uh, fifth on the muck? Are you bringing your own gels and stuff, or are you relying on the aid stations? Yeah, I'm bringing my own gels. Got my own. Um, well, the only thing I'll fill up is probably water. I might have a drop bag to like stash some extra gels for like the last twenty. Um, but I don't know what the weather's going to be like, so I haven't thought about that part yet. 
but I have raced one where it was rainy and that was kind of miserable. But, so yeah, yeah, we'll, think, we'll, yeah, things you would change from because you had an awesome performance. I wouldn't if you, if I had second place in a race like that, I wouldn't change a thing. But would you? Well, are you going to change anything? I mean, the weather that day was perfect, so really hard to hard to change the weather. <laughs> uh, yeah. But everything else, well, I would, I think this time around, I'm going to try to get more calories in. Maybe um, a cheeseburger. I don't know if I can eat solid food during a race, but, or at least like that much. So that's the only thing I'm going to change and see if my pace picks up or at least like stays more consistent for the last for longer at least because i feel like i've made it to like the, the base of will camp at like almost 10 minute mile pace and then after after the climb it just wrecks me so we'll see what happens here i didn't give you kudos wow that's surprising <laughs> What a loser. There we go. Have to. I can't believe I didn't give you kudos on the Rin Ultra. We even talked about it. That's interesting. Maybe maybe I can give you both, like double kudos. Like uh, I must have wrote wrote something in there. Andrew Melton. I'm sorry, Max. No worries. <laughs> I, I just I just added it. No, I was like, that was a really impressive race you had last year. And, um, I, yeah, it's, that's awesome. Good job. It's, again, that's uh, really cool. All right. Uh, yeah. I should have had more questions and stuff to ask. It's been a while. So I'm going to do more. I'm going to do a we're, post. We're gonna, we'll do a debrief. Race. We'll yeah. do a debrief because going into these, especially, Andy, like, don't don't sell yourself short. You've done plenty of trails and you've done plenty like quad dipsy oh. is harder than way too cool. I'm just gonna put that out there. Okay. Uh, I can reliably come in depending no no matter what my training is for the most part. Um, almost always I'm looking at my my history of way too cool. Almost always under five hours. Um, quad dipsy, that is not always gonna that. I've well, I'm also growing a beard before. for this race, by the way. Also, so <laughs> the longer the longer uh, facial hair you have, the better you do. That's a, a theory I have. So. I, I did get a shout out one year coming through the mile eight slash uh, finish line start line area, and the shout out was a nice mustache. And then, uh, did you just have a stash, or were you? No, it was it was a full beard mustache, but I think it was probably like curled at the end, all hipster like and everything, or trail beard. And then, I think like two seconds later, I heard my wife yell, "Don't encourage him." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my wife's looking forward to this uh, going away. Also, oh, she going? No, 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 the beard. Yeah. Oh, the beard going away. She doesn't go to races. (laughs) She's, She's smart. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to be out there in the freezing rain it's a uh, it's currently 34 degrees at Auburn Lakes Trails right now freezing like rain. it's going to be a low of so the current projected low 
for Saturday at the Cool Fire Station is uh, 36 in a high of 45. See, if it didn't rain, I'd be fine with like 30s and 40s. I'd be totally fine with it. But the rain is like, that's a that's a puzzle because like we were talking about, it's like okay, do you get warm? Now you're soaked and warm, but or do you just just do it and just uh, you know singlet and race? <laughs> I get down there, gloves. Those gloves. Yeah. I wore gloves, and one year I had to take them off because they were so soaked full of water. They were actually making my hands colder. Wow. Yeah, that's the. So, that's a real thing. So yeah, I did I did Philadelphia Marathon in 2018 and it was 34 at the start. Maybe it was colder. It was cold, but I didn't wear. But it was just a marathon. I didn't wear. I just wore a singlet and shorts. And it wasn't raining. It was not raining. There's no stream crossings. <laughs> yeah, and if the sun is out, even if it's 30, if the sun uh, is the out, it's out, different. That's a different. It's different. That's, that's a totally different. Thing. Thing. That's totally yeah. different. This you just. You want to come prepared for weather. So I'm wearing a pack. I'm bringing, I even like take my, um, I'll have a rain shell, a very, very lightweight one that I have super compressed down into a sandwich bag. Just a last minute thing in case something I have a bunch of really old wrong. cycling stuff. I, I think I'm yeah. going to have one of those in my pack. And, and I'm gonna have I'm gonna have that in case I do start to get cold, I can pull that out and exactly. Warm up. So it's just you you just want to have options because different than like the road marathon is the terrain is just different enough and weather and conditions can change more dramatically and you want to be able to problem solve. Problem solve. I've heard that before. Yep. Plus you're gonna there maybe a couple hours longer than you would a normal road marathon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a debrief uh, with all, with all three of us, see how our races went and um, yeah, just have fun. I mean, I, I was thinking like, Oh, I need to have like my three goals or whatever, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do that for my next Boston. I'm going to get serious there, but I'm not going to get serious for way too cool. <laughs> yeah, finish, yeah. finish, finish. Yeah. <laughs> Get your cupcake. That's right, the oh. cupcakes, the frog cupcakes. Gotta have cupcakes. And that's it is a cool medal. Are there really frogs like that in Auburn? But, yeah, you can hear them croaking. I mean, I, yeah, here in Marin. I wonder that there was the um, it is there's a bunch of frogs that when you especially go in that first loop, um, depending on the time of year, they're probably frozen right now. But if you go a few counties south, this isn't, um, I think Cools and, is it uh, Placer County? I think it is in Placer, yeah. Yeah, a few counties south is Calaveras County. And there is the Mark Twain story, the jumping frog of Calaveras County. So I, I always wondered <laughs> if there was a little shout out to that. So, Is there music along the trail? That'd be cool. Like at the aid stations, they play music. I, I can't remember. I, I feel like some years they they have like a little speaker set up. Um, the last I think time... it would drive the aid stations insane. But I think it would be really cool 
if there was like one particular song that was like for particular aid stations, because then it would, you know, like it, the, in my the head, craziest, it'd be kind of neat. <laughs> I, I forget what song uh, he was playing because it was still hot. It was the middle of the night and I was pacing Mario Diego in Western States, but going into not. Oh, yeah, going into Auburn Lakes Trails, um, there was a bunch of speakers lined up playing some really heavy Metallica songs, and they had a bunch of blue light, so it was totally <laughs> surreal. It was... <laughs> yeah, Mario That's... even commented, like, what is this? This is like Heart of Darkness or something. <laughs> it's like, just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> Great book by Joseph Conrad, uh, Heart of Darkness. All right. I uh, <laughs> think this is a good time to uh, to cut it off here, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll have a follow-up uh, when you hear us next. And uh, Max and John, thank you for uh, being here. And, uh, yeah, I'm going right. to sign off. Good night, John. Right. Have fun. Good night. Cool. <laughs>